0: Aaron Karulnik, Carlo Koliakovo with you here on First Stop. Now, ever since our producer, Carlo, told us that we were going to be having Clay Harbour on the show, I've been so excited because, I mean, a huge fan of his work in the National Football League. Nine years as a tight end. Every year... I'm thinking, well, do I want to take Rob Gronkowski in my fantasy league or Clay Harbour? Obviously, I'm taking Clay Harbour. <laughs> a much better looking man, much much more proficient tight end. But then I saw him on The Bachelorette. I mean, the guy was crushing it. He would have won if not had he suffered that unfortunate injury during the taping of the show. Now he's doing his MBA. I mean, what, what can't this That's guy do? Let's bring he's him in. He's an absolute man. stud and a great guest as well. It's Clay Harbour here on First Stop. What's going on, man? How you doing?
1: I'm great. I, I'm honestly, I know I'm doing a lot better than your fantasy football team if, if you took me over Gronk, so uh, I apologize about that in advance, but uh, no, I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you. Uh, I,
0: I, I could have used a couple more touchdowns from you, Clay. I'm not going to lie, but I felt better <laughs> knowing that I had you on my team, had you on my side uh, than Gronk. Let me ask you, Like you're so well recognized, obviously, from your time in the NFL, everything you accomplished uh, on the field, but I'm sure like these days like people know you from The Bachelorette more so than the NFL. Isn't that kind of a, a weird experience for someone uh, who played football at such a high level for such a long time, but now you have a whole new level of fandom all over different demographics. Uh, well, what's that been like for you?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been weird. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously playing football, you know, you're in this like being in Philadelphia, being drafted there and, and playing in that city, very passionate city. So you had this big level of football fans and You didn't go to Jacksonville. You're not as recognizable as a football city, and I bounce around from New England to New Orleans, and you know those are big football cities. And um, you know nothing really prepared me though for the for the bachelorette world. I had no (laughs) idea how popular the show was. It was a random thing. You know they reached out to my agency, and you know kind of just ended up on this show, and thought it'd be a cool opportunity and next thing i know i get off and every everybody watches the show at least the <laughs> demographic of like you know younger women and i'm just like jeez man you go to a restaurant or a bar and it's like so many people know you from the bachelorette and then now yeah. with the, the media stuff i'm doing i'm getting a little bit of the football and the media stuff but you know still doesn't compare to bachelor nation man
0: these people are everywhere it's it's it was actually very shocking the reach that these people have. Yeah, and, and for the people who don't know, you suffered an injury. I think, were you, like, playing a flag football game or something? You hurt your wrist and you had to leave the show, correct?
1: Yeah, but, it, you know, as the crazy as these producers are, this, this wasn't a flag football game. This was a full-on tackle, tackle football, football <laughs> game with, oh. with hockey pads, with little, little hockey pads on but There was no pads. There was no cleats that could fit me. I mean, these guys didn't really know how to play, like how to brace for a hit and everything. <laughs> and I wasn't really – I wasn't going to do it at first. But then I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll play ball. And looking back, you know, I shouldn't have uh, obviously played that. But what people don't know is I was recovering from a wrist injury. I'd broken my wrist in New Orleans the year before. I only played one game that year. I was on injury reserve the whole season from this wrist injury. And right when it, right when it healed – I was, on the, I was on the bachelor. I got cleared. It was supposed to be okay, but it just wasn't fixed. And the first time I did anything with it happened to be on the bachelorette. I realized that it just wasn't fixed, and um, I had to go and get get another surgery done.
2: So, Clay, before we move on to some fun football talk, let's put a a, a bow on this bachelor conversation. Once you enter the bachelor, you enter into bachelor nation have they tried to reach out to you to participate in, like, Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor Pad Bachelor or whatever it is? Have you been asked to be on any, any one of those shows?
1: Yeah, recently. Um, I've, I mean, the last couple of years I've gotten calls, but I'm happily retired from Bachelor Nation, and I'll just enjoy <laughs> watching, you know, some of the other guys uh, receive the roses, you know, from a distance, <laughs>
0: That's a, that's a good call, a very good call. Clay Harbor is our guest, played nine years in the NFL. The situation facing Patrick Mahomes, we talked about injuries to your wrist. Mahomes has an injury to his ankle, a significant one, a high ankle sprain. I'm sure you've dealt with a multitude of injuries throughout your playing career, Clay. Based on your experience, maybe not only with yourself, but with your teammates, how hindered do you think Mahomes could be on Sunday? I just rewatched
1: the Jaguars Chiefs game just because I uh, actually host a Jaguars podcast and you know I, I like to just be up to date and I just rewatched it again to, to to get the refresher in my brain about what you know how the game was and honestly I think the Jaguars could have won that game I think he's oh, yeah. definitely not 100 percent that game was if, if Jamal Agnew doesn't fumble Christian Kirk doesn't drop that bomb there was a plethora of events that really set the Jags back there, and looking at that game, I'm like, man, this game was actually closer than it seemed. Like They could have been in a position to pull the classic Jags comeback, and Mahomes was hurting. He couldn't do the things that he wanted to do. Escapability is huge for him. Yeah, he's a guy that can do it both. He can obviously scramble on called scrambles, but the impromptu plays is what makes him great, and he's not going to be able to do that. Unless there's something miraculous that, I mean, Andy Reid hasn't that Kansas City water over there. He's not going to be able to play up to his ability. And Joe Burrow's come in here. And this is a team that's beat him the last three times. I love Kansas City. I went to Missouri State University in, in, in Missouri, you know, Kansas City, Missouri. And um, I just don't think the Chiefs are going to win this one because Mahomes is not going to be his usual self and be able to pull off these impromptu, great plays. He's going to have to be sitting back in the pocket and throwing the ball, which he's good at. But what makes him great is that other dynamic, the movement, the impromptu plays and the things he can do in in that genre of of quarterback play, and that's what sets him apart. So it's going to be a tough game for the Chiefs.
0: Yeah. I mean, generally speaking – A high ankle sprain keeps you out multiple weeks, right? But this is the NFL playoffs. This is Patrick Mahomes, a a legend in the sport. He's not sitting out, and you saw him throwing that temper tantrum on the sideline when andy reed is like, all right go back get some x-rays patrick and he uh, did not appreciate that but eventually we did see him return in the second half again clay harbour is our guest played nine years in the national football league many of which clay were with the philadelphia eagles who host the san francisco 49ers on sunday afternoon you you know just how crazy eagles fans are right i mean buying tickets to the lacrosse game so they could tailgate for another six hours <laughs> last week. I mean, I love that story. Like You uh, you have seen it as crazy as Bachelor Nation is. I mean, Eagles Nation might be equally as nuts. Any stories about your time in Philadelphia and just how passionate the fan base is? Well, firstly, I have to say
1: I was at the game last week. And, uh, you know, oh, i was there okay. on field and I got a chance to see it up close and, just the way that they heckle the other team is unmatched. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. But the one story I'll tell is I remember after a game we'd lost, my mom and my brother came down to town to, uh, to watch the game. And after the game, we just went to a restaurant, you know, normal restaurant to grab some food. And I was in the bathroom, and I'm pretty sure this fan timed it up. So he was going, he had recognized me. He was going to the bathroom at the same time I was going. When, when I'm washing my hands, he's like, hey, man, I just got a question for you. How can you be out right now when you guys lost that game? Like, I just don't understand it. I go, well, um, you know, buddy, we we need to eat. You know, I'm, like, here with my mom and my brother, and, and we need food. And he was literally beat up about the fact that I was out to eat with my mom and my brother after a loss. He thought that I should be in my apartment uh, sulking. So I mean, that's how passionate these guys are. They don't even want to see the players out if they're happen to be at a restaurant. They're they're that passionate about this game and it really, you know. And that's the thing about Philly; these aren't fair weather fans. These guys are born and bred diehard Philadelphia Eagles fans. It's honest, it's one of the most passionate fan bases in the in the league, and I think in professional sports.
2: Well, I played for the Philadelphia Flyers for one year and I saw the Philly fans first firsthand, but I never got bothered when I went to the bathroom after a loss. So <laughs> I uh, I feel for you on that one. Hopefully uh, Jalen Hurts can uh, have a good time in public whenever he's out. But uh, look, the Eagles are a great story. They have a great team and, and maybe this is their year. But uh, you're a Chicago guy and the Chicago Bears yep. are going to be a big topic of the NFL in a couple of weeks as they own the number one pick. They've got Justin Fields as their quarterback. What's your story on the Chicago Bears? What do you think they should do with that pick?
1: Hey, Poles has a opportunity that a lot of general managers would kill for. He's got the number one overall pick. He's got $100 million to spend on free agents, and he's got a quarterback that I think – can be a franchise quarterback. I know that you're hearing all these people say, Joe Banner, um, you, you know, a lot of these other guys talking about uh, trade the first pick or trade Fields, draft Bryce Young, reset the quarterback clock, and then move forward that way. I think Fields is a guy. Me personally, I think you've got to keep Fields. You saw over a seven-game span when he was able to do averaging uh, 26-plus points a game show that he can be a great quarterback and that he can lead the team to a lot of a lot of points. If you're scoring those amount of points, you should win some games. It's not oh, his fault. And he had the worst receiving core in the league around him. He had a poor offensive line. The defense was just atrocious. So he had no help. So this year, Palm i Ryan Poles, first thing I'm doing is for agency, I'm, I'm signing a D lineman, probably D tackle. Javon Hargrave, a def- uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagle, that's an unrestricted free agent. They don't have enough money to sign him. Then I'm drafting Will Anderson, and I'm taking care of my D-line. Okay, now I got two guys: I got interior rusher and edge rusher. From there, we got to work on the offensive line. Maybe bring in Orlando Brown, Jawan Taylor from the Jaguars. Orlando Brown's a big Chiefs uh, left tackle. There, he's he's done a nice job, and uh, you make the offensive line better. And then you've got to find another weapon at either tight end or receiver. Evan Ingram's a, a free agent. I'd maybe take a look at him. Uh, Mike Gesicki, free agent, maybe take a peek at him. Dalton Schultz, you know, receiver-wise, you probably have to make a trade because it's a really slow receiver market. Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I mean, there's some second-tier receivers, but you want a real number one for Justin Fields. You saw the, the jump that Hurts was able to make when he brought in A.J. Brown. I think if you can do the same for Justin Fields, get him a good offensive line like that, bring in a guy like A.J. Brown. Obviously, A.J. Brown's top five. You probably won't find someone like him. But maybe you trade for a T. Higgins or someone like that to bring in, just to to give him a guy that he knows to in trouble he he can look for. So I think that's the plan. You move forward with Fields. You put some pieces around him. And, you know, from there, I think you can make a big jump. You saw what the Jaguars were able to do with the number one pick and $100 million to spend. Mm-hmm. They went from worst to first. Obviously, yeah, the Doug Peterson gets all the credit, and I think he should get most of the credit. But you can't forget, this team had $100 million, and they spent all of it last year bringing in all these free agents, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Polo Fatakasi. Uh, I mean, they, they brought in Foye they, everybody Evan Ingram, uh, Brandon Sheriff. They they changed that team a lot. Yes, Doug Peterson's getting all the credit for that, but you can't forget they spent the $100 hundred million, they had the first pick in the draft, which were more so first. I think the Bears can do the same. They take that same type of strategy.
0: Clay, your former teammate Tom Brady, has entered single life. I think that's a well documented story. If he gave you a call and was like, Hey Clay, I'm thinking about being on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, what advice would you give him?
1: That's funny. I did a show the other day, and they asked me if there was one player that you think should be the bachelor. Who would it be? And I said, "Yo, it's Tom Brady, man. Most <laughs> eligible bachelor in the world." Yeah, okay. I would, um, The first piece of advice I would tell him was uh, was don't do it, Tom. You have a bajillion dollars, and you can, you know. Obviously, I don't think you're going to be hurting. In the options category, you don't need to get used to his, have uh, a
2: bajillion dollars, Clay. He used to have it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, now it's just uh, half a bajillion. It's half. But, it's um, half now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I would, you know, I would say, Yo, Tom, uh, you know, this this probably isn't for you, man. This this show is getting a little bit off the rails these days, and it's a lot of drama. But there was a piece of advice that I would give to a prospective bachelor bachelorette would be to just. Um, you know, be yourself, but just just don't deal with the drama, man. This is it's a tough time to be on TV with all the I don't know like cancel stuff going around, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm so no just kidding. like, yo, watch yourself, be careful. Yeah,
0: yeah that's a, that's good, very good, good advice. Uh, good he is Clay point. Harbor, nine year NFL vet was on The Bachelorette. You can follow him at Clay Harbs eighty two. Thank you for doing this for us. It was great to have you on the show. Uh, we appreciate the time.
1: I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Oh, Thanks, anytime, guy. anytime. Clay Harper. You're always welcome back. Yes, he is. Like the fun stories, fun stories behind oh, yeah. the scenes. Could you imagine uh, going the to the
2: bathroom and you got a fan that pulls up to you and says, hey, why are you here? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's the bathroom. Isn't this where you're supposed to go and you know answer nature's call? It's Philadelphia, well, you guys man. lost tonight. Well, yeah, it's we lost tonight. Yeah. It doesn't mean my life is over. I can still enjoy a nice dinner even though we lost. That's Apparently crazy, not. Man. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, we'll
0: talk to Bobby Marks, NBA front office insider on the other side. Fred Van Vliet no longer with his agency. And did the Raptors really turn down three first-round picks for OG Ananobi? We'll ask Bobby Marks about that next.